0: Real Golf Radio. It's a reroute. now on the tee. Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, protecting the rights of you and your loved ones. It's a reroute. on Real
1: Golf Radio. And welcome into the Mountain Land Supply hour of Real Golf Radio. Mountain Land Supply is your turf specialist with Rainbird sprinklers, controllers, drip irrigation, and everything you need to irrigate your lawn like the pros. Go to Mountain Land Supply. Dot com. And we thank you for joining us. Dave Glauser producing, Bob Casper, I'm Brian Taylor. Good to be with you every Saturday morning, 6 to 9, right here on 1280 The Zone. And uh, certainly a fun week this week. We, you know, Rory McIlroy not only playing some amazing golf, but also has some amazing quotes. And this whole new proposed uh, Premier Golf League that is uh, supposedly looking to steal away the 48 best players in the world from both the PGA and European Tours and start this big money grab tour that will be essentially 18, what would you call them, like 18 all-star games every single, every single yep. event? Yep. And they would be playing for $10 million in these. And so we're, we're learning like more and more all the time. And this week the big news was Rory McElroy coming out and saying this about whether he would be joining this new tour.
2: The more I've thought about it, the more I don't like it. Um the one thing as a professional golfer in my position that I value is the fact that I have autonomy and freedom over everything that I do. I pick and choose, you know. This is a perfect example. Some guys this week made the choice to not come to Mexico. You know, if you go and play this other golf league, you're not going to have that that choice. Um, you know, they you basically I read a thing the other day where it said if you take the money, they they can tell you what to do. So if you don't take the money, they can't tell you what to do. And I think that's my thing. I've never been one for being told what to do. And i like to have that autonomy and freedom over my career. And I feel like I would give that up by going to play this other league. So uh, for me, I'm out. Uh, my position is I'm, uh, I'm against it until there may come a day that I can't be against it. If everyone else goes, I mightn't have a choice. But at this point, I'm, um, yeah, I, I, I don't like what they're proposing.
1: He also went on to say this about whether he thought Tiger would join.
2: Tiger's 44. He's got a young, you know, he's got two young kids. Uh, you know, he's, he's openly said last week he wants to play 12 times a year. So this league's proposing 18. So, you know, he's not going to do it.
3: What do you think, Bob? Yeah. I agree with him wholeheartedly. Tiger's not going to do it. Rory's not going to do it. And without those two, uh, I think it's a failing proposition. If, uh, you know, you might get maybe 15 or 20 guys of the rest that would be interested in possibly making the move. But there's just so much behind it that you can't, that that it's not going to work. It's just not going to work.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either. And again, I keep going back to what is broken about these top players' Mm -hmm. experience on the PGA Tour. Yep. I I mean, if I I had to really think about what's broken about the PGA Tour, I guess the things you hear is that rounds take too long, right? Slow play. Yeah. Uh, Some events don't feature big names or the Mm -hmm. biggest names, and so they don't get as much attention, media or otherwise. And so maybe that's less of a bang for the buck for the sponsor. But then there are a lot of sponsors that are happy to sponsor a lesser, quote-unquote, PGA Tour event. Because guess what? That costs them less money. Yep, And they still get everything that goes along with those PGA Tour events. Um, I I, I think all of those things into consideration, the players are well taken care of. They have a place to play. They earn large amounts of money. They have great exposure on TV. I, I, I think they have a free car to drive every week of it's part of being taken care of and the tour yep. is doing a great job of that. I just don't see that there is this reason for a big coup to say the grass is green or somewhere else. It's yeah, it really, it really feels like the PGA tour has produced what these players want and need. And so there's really no reason for them to look elsewhere.
3: Yeah. You're not going to see the breakaway. Like you saw back in 1967, 68, my dad was right in the middle of that. Um, with the, the, um, Tournament Players Association (TPA) uh, breaking off from the PGA of America. You're not going to see that again. Uh, it's become such a big, um, such a big uh, corporation, um, such a big process for all these guys. They know where their bread's buttered right now. The PGA Tour is doing a great job for them and uh, markets them well, allows them to make. Millions of dollars every year; these top players, and you're just not going to see those guys take off from that.
4: Yeah,
1: I, don't, I look. The, there's a, a clear difference there when you have, you know, the 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 club professionals, and then you have the touring professionals. Yep. And that was. Don't forget, there was a big shift back. You know, even a couple yeah. decades before then, when the amateurs were, you know, the more celebrated than the pros, and it was that. You know, again, our favorite book, Mark Frost, the game, the, game, the, uh, the day, of the game of golf changed forever. You know, the match. Yep. And that that's where the professional started to gain some notoriety, and and it almost seemed inevitable that you would have an, an organization that managed the tour while maintaining a organ an organization that managed the business side of the game, which you know which is really what the club pro is all about. So to me, I looking back, I see the split. This just looks like, hey, I think these guys are going to offer us more money. It's going to be a sexier product. I, but to me, I still haven't heard anything, and of course, we know very little details. What is it about this new proposal that's going to, one, be a hook for the players? The only thing I've heard is money. And two, what is the hook for the fan? Yeah. And if you can't answer both of those, you know, the PGA Tour's already got it figured out. So, anyway, really interesting discussion and insights, um, you know, coming out of Rory McIlroy. And I think, I think that's a big move. Rory, a lot of people respect Rory. He's currently the number one player in the world. And by him coming yep. and putting his foot down... Saying There's a lot I'm out. of clout towards it. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Well, listen, you're going to hear more about this. We had a chance to catch up with uh, some great people over the first couple of hours of the show. Jeff Babineau, our good friend, uh, senior golf writer. Uh, we'll talk to him. The caddy also weighs in on, on the comments that Rory made. And then uh, Jason Finley, Callaway Golf, with a deep dive into the golf ball and the changes in the golf ball over the last couple of decades. There was a great... Um, Documentary on the golf ball plant in Chicopee, Massachusetts, that aired on Golf Channel this week, and uh, we caught up with Jason and asked him a little bit about that. Plus, the new Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X that is coming out on March twelfth. So, all of that deep dive into some golf ball technology, thoughts from uh, Babin on the caddy as well. Uh, all coming up here on hour number three, our local hour, Mountain Land Supply hour of Real Golf Radio.
3: Yeah, it'll be great, great, exciting. Uh, I I thought that uh, video with the, the golf ball plant in Massachusetts. That was a pretty good video. You need to go out and see it.
1: And you had a chance to visit that plant back in the day. huh? I did. Yeah.
3: Um, I had an opportunity. My dad was playing for Spalding. Um, he was playing that tour edition ball and that's where that golf ball was made. And at one point in time when I was out on tour repping for another company, I, w- I was asked to come in and interview for a spot with Spalding uh, at the time. My dad was playing for Spalding and uh, some good friends of ours were were the tour reps there and that kind of thing, and uh, so I went back to Chis-
1: Chicopee, Massachusetts, to interview. So I'd, I'd, I'd like to make a field trip back there sometime, Bob. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Sometime be when we're back there
3: for a major or something like that take a little
1: drive up. We need to. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yep. All right. Well, let's get out to uh, our conversation with Jeff Babino because again, I think this is a really interesting discussion as it surrounds this uh, premier golf league proposal that is, you know, again, they're, they're looking to take out the PGA tour essentially, which I think is a pretty pulled move. Jeff Babineau has been around for a long time and he can uh, weigh in on, on his insights. And it's brought to you in part by Zion's bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Here's Babs. Hey Babs. How are you? I'm good. How you guys doing? Yeah, man, we're good. So you've heard the, the comments that Rory made. Um, I don't know if you've, you know, other players have weighed in as well, but as you start to hear more and more of this start to come together, what's your, what's your thoughts? I mean, I was kind of waiting for somebody to say what Rory said,
5: you know, and, and that was yeah. perfect, what he said. I mean, he, he right now has the, the best of all possible worlds, right? He, he's a rich guy. He plays for a lot of money. You know, he's in Mexico this week, paying, playing for ten million five hundred dollars with a limited field. That's pretty nice, no cut, uh, and he's got you know he's got all the money he needs, and and he goes where he wants to go when he wants to go, and and there's not a schedule. You know, it would almost when I heard the idea, it kind of reminded me of NASCAR. I always kind of admire these guys that they show up in every city and race, you know, and have to do it. Uh, that's not what you do as a golfer these days. So I, I don't really see why anyone would trade what they have now for this futuristic
1: tour. So the, the, and my question going right along with that is what part of their experience on the PGA tour right now is broken? Yeah, none. That's the thing. And, and actually, I mean, money
5: is just with these guys. I don't think money isn't the the heaviest part of the equation, right? It's, it's everything. It's quality of life and picking your own schedule and, and getting primed for major season, uh, yeah. And, and honestly, if you're looking, at, if you're starting that new league right now, and it's too, you know, it's 2020. I think the number one target and the guy you have to have is Rory. I mean, he's 30. He's not 44 like Tiger or almost 50 like Phil. I mean, this is a guy who you're going to get some prime years out of. He moves the needle. He's a world class player. And that's going to be a big hit when he says no. And, and I totally see why he does.
3: You know, the interesting, my, my thinking about the whole thing is you've got all these governing bodies in golf. You've got all these golf tours and everything. And you know what? They're not just going to lay down and let this thing happen. I mean, you, you've got, you've got the, um, you know, if you went on the PGA Tour, um, you get into the Masters. Um, you're not going to get into the Masters by winning an event on that um, Premier Golf League. Uh, you're not going to – how are World Ranks' ranking points going to work out? Right. How do you get into right. the U.S. Open besides having to go and qualify? Um, all these things are things that, uh, that, that guys aren't going to give up. They don't want to give up. The legacy for them is winning golf tournaments and winning major championships, especially the best players. You're not talking about the – the also ran guys, the, you know, you're talking about the elite players in the game of golf. And I just don't see that those guys are going to make a jump.
5: No. And I, I think one, one thing that few people talk about that to me is a huge deal. And it's unsaid in this because we're talking about, Hey, you know, they're going to have wheelbarrows full of money. Why wouldn't these guys go over? Well, they, they also have PGA tour players today have, the best retirement system in all of sports. I mean, I was talking to an agent. He's got a prominent player last week, and and his retirement is going to be eight figures. Mm. Wow. Uh, you know, as your retirement, and, and that's this guy hasn't really played the Champions Tour, so you can add retirement points there and grow it. Uh, it it's crazy the money that they have waiting for them at the end of the rainbow, and that's and, and really 18, $10 million dollar events. I don't think that really moves the needle personally. I mean, they're, they're playing for that this week in a few weeks at the players, they're playing for 15 million. I mean, maybe if you had 10, $18 million events, you'd think about it. If you were going to pay tiger a million bucks to show up to all 10, that might move the needle, but I, I just don't get it. And, and these guys, are, they're going to have all the money they need. I, you know, you're going to have to worry about the PGA tour champions on the road because, you know, unless these guys are moved just by the competition, They certainly aren't going to be
1: out there chasing it for the cash. I I find my – Jeff Babineau joining us here. I find myself going back and forth saying, okay, look, Tiger has his event. I mean, is Tiger's event really anything more than, uh, you know, a money grab? Now they get world ranking points. I get it. But essentially that's an opportunity for Tiger. Look, he realizes he's super popular and he can create an event that's non-official, but guys will come play it and they'll support it and people will watch it because it's Tiger. But I don't get my – I don't find myself having the same – outlook or or level of interest watching that as opposed to certainly the Masters or even a major you know PGA Tour event right like Memorial for instance so I just wonder what is this what is this like what what is it about this that's going to a appeal to the fans even if you could get the players what is it about this that's going to appeal to the fans and the Tiger versus Phil one-on-one matchup there was some intrigue to that it's different it's a fun little anomaly but I don't need to see that 18 times. So I just, right, I'm, not, yeah. I, I'm just fine. I'm, I can't figure out where's the, where's the hook one for the players and two I, for I the fans.
5: Either. Yeah. I mean,
1: I don't doubt that these guys might
5: have a lot of money. I mean, it's a Japanese bank and it's uh, some Saudi money behind it. They might have all the money in the world, but they, you know, as Bob pointed out, you're playing for trophies and not how big your bank account's going to get. And, and, and to your point, I mean, think about tiger last year. I mean, You think, you know, Tiger basically played a dozen events. I mean, you add in that he played his own hero, which it's unofficial, but with world ranking points, and and he went to Japan and and won, and that's an official event, but it almost doesn't feel like it because it's at that quiet time of the year in the fall. Uh, And and he's playing a dozen times when he wants to. He's going to play 18 times and then, what, add four majors to that mix? Yeah. And, and maybe in an Olympics, if you wanted to chase something like that, I mean, it's just, it makes no sense. It really doesn't, uh, have that, that those guys are not going to play that many weeks where they have to be on the first tee mm. and they just have too good a deal. I, I just don't, I honestly don't see this thing with mu- with much for legs. And like we said earlier, I'm, I'm glad Rory spoke up about it because a lot of guys kind of leave it hanging. Sure. You're going to listen to what they have. You're going to sit in on some meetings and listen, but, uh, you know, Rory's shutting it down early. Maybe some guys will
1: follow that because, uh, you know, they have it pretty good where they are. Jeff Babino joining us here on Rugolf Golf Radio. Let's shift uh, just a little bit back to the distance debate, and it's pretty fun to have a distance debate the week they're playing at 8,000 feet and Rory's hitting 7-iron 240 yards. But, uh, look, uh, Titleist spoke out this week, and they basically said they spoke out against bifurcation or having this quote-unquote local rule which is essentially the same thing um so this is now starting to get some response from manufacturers have you what have you heard if anything um thoughts about what Titleist is is saying and any any other insights on where this thing might be headed
5: well where it's headed who knows I mean I think this thing is going to play out on such a long timetable right I mean even, even coming out with the Distance Insights, uh, the, the verdict is we're going to keep an eye on it and we'll see about next steps. I mean, that, that could take a long, long time.
6: Yeah, you know,
5: I, I get, you know, the, these manufacturers pour a ton of money into R&D, coming out with the best products they can possibly come out with. It's all under the, you know, they keep it, it within the limits of what the USGA and the RNA set. So all of a sudden, if you're going to, if you're going to, declare that they have to dial things back. I mean, that sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen. Uh, and it just gets complicated. I mean, they're, they're paying tour players out there. They're the influencers. They want them playing the same equipment that you and I are going to play. I mean, let's be honest. There's, at some level, we have bifurcation now because if I go to the same uh, golf course right now that Justin Thomas is playing, he's going to play it at 7,400 yards, and I'm going to play it at sixty three. Yeah. So there's there's different levels. I mean, I you know I watch it in other sports. There's different nuances to different levels. You know, college bats and wooden bats and and things like that. So it's just so complicated. Uh, this horse is so far out of the barn, and it's tough to to call him back in, right? Uh, yep. And you know, I don't want him taking distance from me. <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm I'm you know I'm my late fifties, man. I I need every yard I can get and. So that, there's the bifurcation, art, you know, if you, if you do it for the, you know, 0.001%, uh, are you going to do it for me as well to keep all the rules the same? And, and who's going to be happy about that? So I just think it's really, really complicated. You know, I, I will probably hear a lot about it the week of the Masters maybe and next steps, but I just see this playing out over a pretty long time period.
1: Before we uh, came on the air, we talked about Augusta, who what's your, I mean, I know we're a little early, but right now, if you had to throw a name out there for the Masters, Green Jacket Ceremony, who do you like?
5: You know, he hasn't been playing well the last couple weeks or so, but I kind of, early on, I kind of liked the idea of John Rahm at Augusta Mm. with a great putting week. I, I still am convinced Rory will get a Green Jacket one day, but I think that he might be one of those guys who gets tortured for a while before it happens, so uh, until he kind of can take a little pressure off himself, you know, he's certainly going to be one of the favorites, so there's going to be a lot of big guns going in there. It's going to be fun.
1: All right, that was Jeff Babineau who joined us in our number one of the show. It's brought to you in part by Siegfried & Jensen, 801-222-2222, Siegfried & Jensen. Stay tuned. More Real Golf continues next. We'll shift gears, a little deep dive into some golf ball technology with our friends from Callaway. Jason Finley stops by next right here on Real Golf Radio. or nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember.
2: The first tee can teach young people how to hit a driver or how to stop a ball out of a bunker. But true success is measured by how well they perform off the golf course. By how well they use values like confidence, perseverance, and integrity okay. in their daily lives. You the first tee helps young men and women become better golfers. But even more important, people. On, Get involved. Visit firsty.org
1: Hey, ever wonder how your favorite golf courses in Utah look so good? Pros and golf superintendents agree you should turn to Mountainland Supply for your turf irrigation needs. Mountainland Supply is the exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. What does that mean for you? When you need irrigation products for your lawn, you can trust Mountain Land Supply will not only have what you need, but they can assist you in designing your sprinkler system with smartphone technology controllers, drip irrigation, pipe parts, and tools. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you.
6: Want to feel the need for speed on the golf course? Come into Uinta Golf and check out the new Cobra Speed Zone Drivers, Fairways, Irons, and Hybrids. The new King Speed Zone Driver and King Speed Zone Extreme Driver has been designed to go as fast and straight as possible. New Speed Zone King SC is Cobra's first-ever carbon fiber iron line that delivers maximum speed, power, and forgiveness. Get custom fit today and receive a 50% bonus trade-in towards any new Cobra Speed Zone Series golf club. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee.
0: It's a Reround on Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper.
1: All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. It's brought to you by Uinta Golf, serving Utah golfers since 1971, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go into any one of the Uinta golf stores, try it out, make some swings, hit it on their simulators, and then, again, buy with confidence, knowing if you take it to the golf course and it doesn't perform the way you want it to, you have 90 days to bring it back, 100% satisfaction guarantee. Pretty awesome there at any of your locations here in Utah for You Went to Golf. All right, as we mentioned, we had a chance to visit with Jason Finley, Callaway Golf. Deep dive into the golf ball. Here's that conversation. Hey, Jace, how are you, man? I'm great. How are you guys today? Yeah, good. We appreciate you spending some time. I I'm sure you've gotten some really neat feedback and comments from that documentary that aired, huh?
7: Yeah, we have. It's been, you know, certainly fun to be a part of and and just to hear kind of the the stories that you hear from different people. You know, just like when you're back there in the town itself, but just to hear, you know, people's positive feedback on it and the way they kind of they reacted to it. It's been really fun to, to see uh, this week for sure. Yeah,
3: so, it's yeah. interesting. I was back there. Um, Golly, it has to have been at least 20 years ago. I was, uh, I was back to interview for a tour rep position for, I think it was Spalding at the time and yep. um, got an opportunity to go through that plant before it was upgraded and that kind of thing. It's, it's a, it's a small little town, but it's a really cool place to be as far as golf balls are concerned.
7: You're right. It's, you know, it's, it's not, I'd like to say that it's more impressive from the outside than it really is, but you know, it, it looks like a building that's been there for a hundred years. And really when you watch the documentary, you get the sense of the, the history and the, the time and, you know, some of the reasons even why it's there, going way back to the you know origins of the of the country and some of the early days. So it's, it's really a cool story, but what I like best is, you know, I'll have a Callaway shirt on in in the hotel that I stay in when I'm back there and inevitably you'll run into somebody and, Oh, my uncle worked there or my, you know, my dad worked there. And it's just really cool to see the pride that that town has. And, and really everybody that's working there really, it, they're so passionate about what they do. And it's just something that I think is lost a lot of times in, in our culture today. So it's, it's a really, you know, cool experience to, to be there and see it.
1: No doubt. Jason Finley, Callaway golf, joining us here on real golf radio. So when you look back on that, obviously the story was well laid out about how Callaway purchased, you know, the intellectual property and the brands and the process and the plant and all that, you know, from a uh, top flight, um, Spalding Ben Hogan, at, I think, at the top flight Ben Hogan at the time. Um, yeah. when, when you look at this, just kind of go back because you know technology is a little bit in the crosshairs right now. There's a lot of discussion <laughs> about the, the the growth and the the evolution of technology. Just kind of talk about that. How, how did how did the ball change? I mean, you talk about the ball that changed the ball. What are the key components that have that you've seen that have evolved and changed in golf ball technology just in the last couple decades?
7: Yeah, you know, it really. You know, in the last couple of decades, some of the key things have, you know, really been a part of, of our heritage, whether it's at Callaway or, or at Spalding, you know, really the, the solid core, you know, tour edition was kind of the first of its kind that was developed there in Chicopee. And then, you know, with the Rule 35, the first Callaway golf ball really, you know, being ahead of its time in terms of, you know, cast thermoset urethane and, and that kind of thing that we were doing here. Uh, really, you know, was a big part of the, the change of the landscape of, of how golf balls perform today. And it, it's led to some great, you know, obviously performance that we're able to get out of our golf balls. But, you know, at the at the end of the day, you you still have to, you know, get the ball in the hole and be able to develop products that, that are world class. And really, that's what a lot of the commitment to the, you know, investments we've made in that plant there in Chicopee are, are all about, where you know, it's really about delivering the highest performing and and highest quality performance that we can. And and what we've done is allowed us to make, you know, balls that we wouldn't have been able to make even three years ago. So it's been really exciting.
1: When you talk about technology with Chrome Soft, Chrome Soft X, you introduced graphene infused core, uh, dual soft fast core. Um, People still, I think, think of that and go graphene, I, I don't really know what that is, but it sounds kind of gimmicky or dual soft, fast core. The the name of the ball is soft. I don't know if I want to hit a so, quote, soft ball. Uh, I thought the documentary was great. Some of Phil Mickelson's comments in there were <laughs> very astute. Um, but but what does that mean? What is all of that techno you know, materials and the way that that's put together, what does that mean for the golfer?
7: Well, I think, you know, they're all Uh, super important in different ways you know so you know when you talk about graphene and and the use of different materials you know there's there's lots of reasons why you're going to look at some new materials like that when we when we brought graphene to the ball it was because that material was so light and so strong it allowed us to make that dual core in the chrome soft to where the inner core is significantly larger and we're now with a 2020 version going to have an even larger inner core again, because of the graphene. So, you know, being able to find new materials like that, you know, graphene was a Nobel prize winning um, material. So when you start to think about those kinds of things going into, you know, golf ball, it's all about the performance of the product. And really how do you find the best ways through the use of different materials or different constructions to deliver the best performance? So in the case of the, the new Chrome Soft golf balls that we have coming in March, the Chrome Soft X is very different from what it's been in the past, but also from the, the Chrome Soft where the, they're both four-piece golf balls but with different kind of constructions to get there. So it's a dual core in the standard and a single core with a dual mantle in the X golf ball. So really, you know, thinking about what golfer is using that product and how do you best deliver the total performance that that player is looking for.
3: So talk about the golfer then and what type of golfer would use the Chrome soft or who would use the Chrome soft X?
7: Yeah. So there, there's a couple things that, that are key to to the whole story for us. And, you know, first and foremost, you know, talking about soft golf balls a little bit earlier, the the reality of the situation is a softer golf ball is going to be a much more forgiving golf ball. And really that's, That's kind of a new idea for golf balls. You know, we talk a lot about that in drivers and things like that. But really, what that comes down to is when you when you miss hit a golf ball, um, you know, which unfortunately uh, we as golfers we we miss hit it. We don't hit the center of the face every time. Um, You're going to lose less ball speed on your miss hits. You're going to have lower spin on your miss hits. So particularly on those shots that are, uh, I'll call them, you know, slicing off into the right uh, trees you know, you're going to have lower backspin, which is going to help you straighten that shot out. So there's a lot of really key benefits to the the lower compression golf balls. So that's going to kind of suggest that someone that's maybe slightly less skilled would benefit from that golf ball. But it it usually comes down to, you know, it's a head speed uh, conversation as well. So someone that's on the, the real lower end of the head speed spectrum is going to almost always do better with a softer, Uh, Chrome soft golf ball and someone that's on the higher side of the swing speed spectrum is going to almost always do better with the Chrome soft X. But in between is where you get into a little bit more of a a gray area where things like hit location become really important. And, you know, your ability are going to maybe help drive some of the choice, which only going to come down to the performance of the ball for you, the golfer.
1: I love that. Jason Finley joining us here on Real Golf Radio. I think that's some really good points. Uh, it, it seemed to me that also the spin rate on the golf ball might be on the Chrome Soft X is intended to be less, right, uh, than, than with the Chrome Soft. Or am I misreading that?
7: Um, no, not necessarily. I, th- I think, in fact, it would be the opposite. So on the driver, um, they would be about the same. Okay. Um, and then you're going to see what the X that you're actually going to spin it more in what I would call kind of the middle part of the bag. And, you know, that would be your, your mid and, and short iron shots, where if you think about the, again, the type of player that's playing that X golf ball, they tend to be a better player. So they're going to be wanting to hit that shot to the, you know, if you have that back right hole location, they're going to want to be hitting that cut back in there where someone that's maybe a little less skilled or a little lower speed, they're going to just be trying to hit the center of the green and hitting it farther is going to be more important. So the lower spin benefit that you would get on the full shots with the Chrome soft would be better for them. So if anything, I would say, you know, in the, particularly in the middle part of the bag, the Chrome soft X is going to spin a little bit more. Mm. And then at at the end, so in the driver and around the green, they're pretty similar. Mm.
3: Interesting. So right. so with so with the better players they're going to want to take advantage of that because that's their scoring clubs. That's the the clubs that they want to get close to the hole so that they have an opportunity to to make birdies and eagles and that kind of thing.
7: Correct. Correct. So it's it really comes down again, you know, a more fundamental understanding of the different types of players that are using the products and that's why you're going to see more differentiation between our two golf balls than than we've ever had before, which I think is really going to be helpful for us.
1: Jason Finley, Callaway Golf, joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Finally, one of the things I thought was um, intentionally pointed out in the, in the documentary was the X-raying of every single golf ball. <laughs> I found myself, you know, in a little bit of a social media battle last year because I I saw the my golf spy cutting golf balls open. So I said, okay, look, I have a whole garage full of, of Callaway golf balls. I'm obviously a fan of Callaway. Callaway's a sponsor of our show. I mean, that's not secretive. So I was like, let, let me see. So I went and sliced. <laughs> one open and it was dead center. I took a picture of it posted. And then we went on and on and on went round and round with all these different comments. <laughs> I, and, and look, Chip even came out and said, we're going to, we can do better. We will, yep. we, this is something that's important yep. to us. We can do better. We will do better is, is showcasing the plant and the new upgrades and technology and the, the X-raying of every single ball to ensure that the core is center as it's supposed to be. Is that part of that response?
7: I would say, yeah. I mean, it, of course, that's been newsworthy for us. I think the 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 reality for us is this is, you know, we we talk a lot in the documentary about spending fifty million dollars. That that kind of stuff doesn't happen overnight, right? Sure. So you know the time timeline of when all that happened. Um, certainly, we couldn't have spent fifty million. We, we couldn't spend fifty million if we tried, probably, to upgrade our plant in that period of time. And you know, things like the new rubber mixer that we have there, you know, we had to add a second, third, and fourth floor onto one part of our plant to do that. So that stuff doesn't happen overnight. That's been stuff that we've been working on. And to Chip's point, we we do we did know we needed to do better. Um, so this has been, you know, kind of a three to four year project that we've been working on. And I would say there's been certainly things that we've added along the way as, as things have, have come up. And, and that's a result of just normal courses of business for us. But the, the x-ray stuff is stuff that we're really proud of. And we've been working with uh, a new supplier on the new x-ray machines that we'll have in our plan. And you know, hundred percent of the balls coming out of there will go through, but really doing it different from how anybody else does it as well with, with doing it in three dimensions where the kind of industry standard, if anything is to do it in, in one dimension. So really making sure that we are, developing the highest quality product anywhere in the world
1: state of the art stuff. And I didn't mean to yeah. give, uh, those guys credit for your innovations. I simply was no, meaning if that no, was I, a, uh, you know, if that answered that, uh, idea that you guys were trying to, to get better. And, yeah, and I, I think mean, it certainly
7: is, we, we don't want any of any of that feedback or pictures or anything like that. And we're not proud of that. Those pictures have gotten out of there. And you know, the, the, the unfortunate reality, um, of the situation is nobody's, perfect. Right. But we can do better and we are doing better and uh, we will do even better going forward. So we're really happy with, you know, the, the commitment to it and, um, certainly making a, a big deal of it and is something that we, we want to do. And this is just the beginning of it. And I think you'll see what the new product as we, as we get it out there, not only does it perform Uh, significantly better than even what we've had in the past, but the, the quality and consistency of the product will be better than we've ever had before as well.
1: That's coming out March 12th, correct? correct. All right. Looking forward to it. Can't wait. I, I'll give you this. Look, I've never shot lower scores in my entire 46 years of, of golf than I than I have the last few years playing the Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X. So, um, say, call, call it what it is, but there, there's my own field test, if you will. So, um, Well, I,
7: I like that. A sample of one is good good enough for me in this case. <laughs> it's good enough for me,
1: right? I mean, yeah. I, I, I you know, people tease me all the time. Oh, look, you got the lines on there. It's a softball, and I'm like, hey, you're hitting first on the second shot. So, that's all yeah. I have to tell you about that so
7: yeah if you're making more putts and hitting it farther that that's all that matters i think you bring up a good point that that uh, triple track technology is going to be available for the first time on the new chrome soft as well uh which will be the first time we've had it on the the standard chrome soft so that'll be exciting to see you know a lot more golfers being able to to get that in play as well
1: all right jason finley Callaway Golf joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. It's brought to you in part by Hoops Vision. Be sure to go to hoopsvision.com. Schedule your free consultation. They will completely take care of all your needs. They'll make sure you're a candidate. They'll explain the options for you. And be sure to mention Real Golf Radio. During that process, you'll save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Go to hoopsvision or hoopsvision.com today. Short break. Caddy joins us next.
3: controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate their golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest to you.
1: sure nothing gets between you and your life focus. It's one of those moments you'll always remember.
6: Reshape your golf game at Uinta Golf with the new TaylorMade Made Sim Family. The new Sim Shape and Motion series is here, featuring the Sim, Sim Max, and Sim Max D type drivers, fairways, and rescues. Sim Woods have been reshaped to increase your distance and swing speed. While the Sim irons are made so you no longer have to compromise distance and feel, get custom fit today and receive a 50% bonus trade in towards any new TaylorMade Made Sim Series Golf Club. Now at Uinta Golf, home of the 90 day satisfaction guarantee. It's a
0: reround on Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All
1: right, welcome back to the show Brian and Bob with you here in the Mountain Land Supply hour of Real Golf Radio. Mountain Supply Mountain Land Supplies, the official Rainbird Golf Irrigation supplier in the state of Utah. If you want your lawn to look as good as your favorite golf course this summer, well you need to shop with the Pro Shop and that's Mountain Land Supply, go to Mountain Land Supply. .com. As we mentioned, we had a, t- a chance to catch up with America's favorite caddy. Caddy, how are you? Caddy can be bought. <laughs> I'll bet you can.
8: So Abraham Lincoln famously said, remember that one time when he kicked the guy out of his office? Every man has his price and you're getting too close to mine, so you're going to have to leave.
1: There you go.
8: Yeah, and he threw him out of the office. So I uh, I agree with I think Rory McIlroy needs to be, if you considered Arnold Palmer to be the spokesman for golf, and then you considered Jack Nicklaus maybe to be the spokesman for golf, and Bob Jones was the spokesman for golf, I think Rory is my spokesman for golf. He says very well thought out, intelligent things. I think he's down to earth. He's genuine. You feel like you believe everything he says. Don't you?
1: Yeah, he's pretty forthcoming. I like, oh, 100%. I, like, I I think Rory's yep. fantastic. It's hard not to be a fan of Rory McIlroy in my opinion.
8: Yeah, I think I think Rory to me is he's he's the guy, right? He's the guy. And I like what he said there. I think I I agree the the main thing I agree with is uh you want to talk, uh, hurting hurting cats is easier, easier than getting 30 or 40 players to all play the same 15 events. I don't care how much money you're paying them. Yeah. Because someone like Tiger, who's trying to maintain his health, doesn't feel like he can play that much. No amount of money is going to make him play that much because what's the use of all the money if he can't walk anymore or can't get out of bed anymore and can't play anymore? Look, if you pile more money on Tiger's pile of money, it's not going to change his lifestyle, <laughs> No, is it? No. It's not a bit. Not, not an inch. So the only... You'd have to say, well, the only way we could make Tiger do this from a monetary standpoint is if Tiger keeps score by saying, ooh, now I'm going to be the dot, dot, dot wealthiest person in the world. I don't think he could care less about that. I don't think he operates that way. I don't think he plays for money. I'm sure he enjoys it, but I don't think it's not his motivating factor. Um, So, yeah, I I think Rory hit the nail on the head. You
3: know, it's interesting. um, You're talking about money. That's what this whole tour is based on. It's based on basically a big money grab, um, this uh, Premier Golf League. So, my point is, you know, if you're trying to grab those top 48 players in the world, throwing a ton of money at them, in my opinion, is not going to be that big of a deal because they already have a ton of money. They already fly around in private jets all that kind of thing. Then my other point to it is that the governing bodies of golf are not going to take this lying down. Um, you're going to see uh, the PGA Tour flex its muscle, the European Tour. You're going to see Augusta National. You're going to see the USGA. You're going to see the RNA. You're going to see uh, the, the PGA of America. You're going to see all of those flexing their muscle. And, and when guys are in their career, and they're worried about winning golf tournaments on the PGA Tour, which gains you more status, uh, winning major championships, which gains you more status. I can't see how these guys are going to let this Premier Golf League, those events, and winning those events count towards being able to play in majors and that kind of thing.
8: Here's what I think people kind of lose sight of. It's true that if you grab if you took every field on the tour and you grabbed the 20 best players in the field and that's all who played during the week, um, TV probably be fine with that. Most of the spectators, not all of them, but a lot of the spectators would be fine with that. no one would, maybe no one would care about the other guys in the field. However, uh, you have to develop those other guys in the field who are eventually going to be in that top 20 or 30 guys that everybody wants to watch. Right. So if yep. you create, if you had a, if you had a 50-man field every week or a 40-man field every week, uh, okay, so you could have another, let's say you take the Corn Ferry Tour, so now you got all these other guys on the Corn Ferry Tour. Well, yeah, you, you, who are you going to bring in there? No one's going to know who they are when they come in. you, you got to develop those guys in the same tournament. There's no other way to do it. So you have to have substantial fields more than just, the top 10 or 20 or 30 guys. You have to have more than that. or the You just don't develop the stars. I think you can't develop the top 10, 20 or 30 guys unless they're playing every week and they, they, they come out of the 150 guys in the field. That's my opinion on that.
1: Hey, the Wa- the uh, Harlem Globetrotters needed the Washington Generals, right?
8: Yeah, you got it. Yeah. I mean, the, the people, it's not like Jason Day is just not going to appear, or Rory. You know, Rory. Look, you've got a couple crazy talents like Tiger, and Phil, and Rory, who, and LeBron James, and Kobe Bryant, who could just jump from 17 years old into superstar. But that's that's one guy every 10 or 20 years, right? That's that's not that's not 30 guys. So. All the other guys have to have to kind of
1: develop into that to some degree,
8: and they got to be playing every week with with everybody else for that to happen, or it just doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, Caddy joining us here on Real Golf Radio. The other interesting thing that was brought up, and I think Bob alluded to this, is money or legacy. You know, Rory talked about it. This is about legacy and, and people players aren't playing necessarily just for money, obviously at that level. And then, and then Rory did preface it by saying, look, a tour pro at, in my position, which not every tour pro is in Rory McIlroy's position. He's number one player in the world and he's not going to be able to spend all the money he's already made, but he's looking for legacy at this point in time. He wants to get that career grand slam, the yep. green jacket that goes along with that, all of those things. So th- those are the, those are the things that Rory's playing for. And, to just straight chase money to him isn't isn't motivating. Now, uh, as I told Bob last hour, if you wanted to take the bottom 50, guys that are barely keeping their card and give them a massive money grab and go go star them or spotlight them in a tour, they would probably take that because they me they up. need it, right? But that doesn't no work. It. Yeah, that doesn't work. TV doesn't sign up for that. Sponsors don't sign up for that. So it's, it, it's really taking the guys that are already there. And, and the second point is, what, what about the current PGA X Tour experience for these top players is broken? Honestly, what, what about it is, is broken that would make them want to look somewhere else?
8: Yeah, you might, you might uh, have someone say, well, we should be playing for more money because maybe there's more revenue and we're not getting enough of a piece of it. But it is getting better and better and better, and it's going to get better and better and better. And You're going to see, you'll probably see tour purses in 10 years. They'll all be 10 or more million in 10 years, won't they? Of course they will.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. They're, what they're are not they up, far off what now. Are they up
8: to? Yeah, they're not that far off now. I mean, it may be a few years it might be up there. So the money's... The money is very good, and it's getting better and better. The pension's incredible. Oh my goodness! So, you talk about your lower tier guys—you know, if you want to call it um, that—your next fifty guys. Well, they won't give up that pension. I can tell you that. There's no—I mean, nobody even knows about this, right? No one ever talks about the pension. It's like the best retirement plan in the history of the world. It's staggering. It's staggering. Staggering how good it is. Yep. Yep. It's you know, you remember
3: up. you remember when I first met you, Caddy, in nineteen ninety-two I was caddying for Keith Clearwater on tour. Keith finished he finished in the top ten twelve times that year, got in the tour championship, all that kind of thing. He made six hundred and forty thousand dollars that year in nineteen ninety-two. Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods mm-hmm. comes along, what, four or five, six years later, and, and they're and they're now winners are making a a a million dollars every week. Um and you know, Keith was in the top 20. Now a top 20 with 12, uh, with, if you didn't win 12 top tens, you're going to be making four or $5 million. So, uh, you know, money has changed money. Money is, there's plenty of money out there for those guys. Uh,
8: I just don't see him taking it.
1: Mm
8: -hmm. I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I've heard that Tiger Woods had, when he was growing up, he had a a list on his wall and it was, Jack Nicholas major championships. Yep. I didn't hear him say that he had a list of all time money earners. No. It's all, all right. about wins. I mean that's it's all about wins and it's like you said, legacy wins. Now, there are a handful of guys who have that luxury because they've gotten to that place where okay, yeah, okay, the wins the wins are what matters now. I'm taking it. But they're important. I mean they're they're the guys that make this thing go or not go. Mm-hmm. um really i i gotta i will disagree with one thing Rory said um if Rory's out, i think it fails period i think Rory, i agree with you yeah i just how can you have how can you have that if the best player in the world's not in it or 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 arguably arguably the best player in the world if he's not the best he's one two or three that's for sure. How can you have that tour if he's not playing? It, it, I don't see how it. I, I think all it, it, it's like what's that game is. It Jenga where you pull out the, the stick yeah. until it falls. Yep. You know. Well, I, yep. I think there's. I think, I think there's. There's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys who, who are going to make that whole thing collapse if they pull out just one of them.
1: All right, that was the caddy who joined us right here on Real Golf Radio, and it's brought to you in part by Zion's Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. And, Bob, it's that time of the show (laughs) where it's weekend barbecue time, brought to you by Barbecue Pit Stop, the barbecue pit masters. And, uh, of course, they've got all your pellet grills, smokers, everything you need, rub sauces, and the whole works to make you a barbecue pit stop master. Barbecue Pit Stop and BarbecuePitStop.com. What are you smoking this weekend, bud? Well, last weekend I
3: did the pulled pork, mm. which was awesome. This week, um, you know what? I'm going to do a pot roast on the on the smoker. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. What, cook it low and slow, just like you'd cook a brisket. Do I've you, had it before, and it's awesome. Do you cook it right on the grate, or do you put it in a pan? Right on the grate to begin with. Then wrap it.
1: Then wrap it in uh, in paper. So soak up and, the soak up the smoke, and then wrap it up. Keep the juices in there, and slow yep. cook the rest of rest of the way. Yep. That's exactly right. right. Get it up to 203 and pull it off. Mm, it just falls. But use a chuck roast? Yeah. Yep. Mm, that sounds good. All right. It's really good. All right. Well, if you want uh, you know, to get a nice hookup with, uh, uh, what is it, the Traeger 1300? Yeah, it's the Traeger 1300 Timberline. Oh, there you go. The Timberline 1300, they have them for you at Pit Stop and com. Of course, if you own a real smoker, you'll get uh, a Yoder like <laughs> I have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just That's kidding. a hybrid smoker. It's pretty sweet, actually, how it works. You <laughs> check it out. They have them both. They have everything you need. They have uh, the Komodo Joe's, the big green eggs, you know, uh, on everything. and on and on. They got everything you need there at barbecuepits.com. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Really appreciate Dave Glauser, who does a great job pr- uh, producing the show each and every week. And next week, Bob, it's uh, Florida Swing. Yes. Honda the- Classic. Honda Classic and then Bay Hill. So probably not going to see Tiger at Honda, and I would then guess. And players. Right? Pardon? The players is the week after Bay Hill?
3: Yes. So we're not going to see
1: Tiger at Honda. No,
3: we're not going to see him at Honda. We'll see him at at Bay Hill and then the Players' Championship.
1: So 83 watch will be back on in two weeks when Tiger tees it up at Bay Hill where he's won eight times? Seven or eight times? Unbelievable. Correct. It's one of those courses that he just plays well so that'll be exciting in the meantime uh we'll keep an eye on what's happening in puerto rico and down in mexico thanks again for joining us every saturday morning six to nine right here on 1280 the zone don't forget you can find us on the 1280 the zone app as well you can listen anytime or any of your favorite podcast sites enjoy the weekend everybody we'll see you next week right here on real golf radio Thanks for listening
0: to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real.